looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends. Wow! Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. Now that's what I call depressing. It's gonna make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope wanna jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting now that's what I call depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars. Wrinkled Ladies. For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while Sincere Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Fuck writes this shit. Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Far thing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Oh boy, folks, am I really looking forward to this one. And it brings a little 
different perspective as far as sports and sports injuries. The book we're going to talk about and want to promote is Minimize Injury, Maximize Performance, a Sports Parents Survival Guide. This is written by Dr. Tommy John out of San Diego. For those saying, wait, that name kind of sounds familiar. Well, you know what? Yeah, you might be right. Because his father was the former major league pitcher for over 20 years. I believe, right off the top of my head, 22 years. Dr. Tommy John wrote this book. And he's bringing thousands of hours of research clinically. But also personal experimentation uses of this research. Uh, For those who may or may not be familiar with his work... He runs the TJ Performance and Healing Center, which is a private practice out in San Diego. He's got his master's in health and exercise science, but he's also got a doctor of chiropractic. If you want to check out his information, or you might want to visit the clinic for some reason, or with your child, or get information on a book, it's drtommyjohn.com. So why don't we just shoot over to the interview? Hey, it's Steve Off. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio, and that's the bottom line. Good quality time with, and so I'll 
I'll double double up the pleasure. Yeah, get a little bit of both work and uh, personal time in. That's nice. Exactly. So obviously, I've been uh, got the book the other day. Uh, we had a little issue with the shipping and all, but all is well. Uh, so I've been glancing through it. Uh, what's the response been for the book since uh, it's been out for the public? It's been really positive. You know, um, I think a lot of people know deep down what the principles are that we cover in the book. Um, they just, I, I, I always say. In regards to this, when, when people are done reading it, like this is, this spoke to me, it spoke to my whole family. It's so simple. There's so much detail, but I can actually apply this at any stage of the game. I can apply it to my young athlete who's nine years old. I can apply it to my grandmother who's 86 years old. I can apply it to myself. Like I've had everybody, every different walk of life from the family reach out and say they're applying it. And that was the point. I say all the time, I didn't, I'm not rewriting the book on performance and healing. I'm just bringing back the chapters everybody's skipping. And so again, I, I didn't invent anything. I'm just standing on the shoulders of those before me who devised all this, found it, studied it, challenged it. And it just, it, it's when a principle is in, set, in place, a principle is a law. So if I hold a pen in front of a whole group of people, whether anybody believes it or not, that pen's going to drop when I let it go. That's what we're talking about. Gravity is a law. The laws inside this book put your body in a position to perform and heal at a higher level regardless of where you're at. And it's always going to work if enough time is left. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I'll put it to you. Well, the first question I want to ask anyway besides mm -hmm. that is obviously – People know your father's name, Tommy John, because of the surgery, which is a, with the tendon, elbow, to rest, and that whole thing. If you want to know more, I'm not get, I'm not a medical professional, but I play one on TV. <laughs> you can look it up on WebMD and all that other stuff. But is there, you know, having the same name as your father and everything like that, but also working in the medical industry, is there a certain stigma with having a procedure from an injury named after your father? Yeah, there is, you know, and, and that's, that's really what, what kind of upsets me more than him, but it's, it's now his name is related to something that's negative. When you hear his name talked about, it's not talking about his 26 seasons at the highest level of baseball. It's not talking about 288 wins. It's not talking about four World Series, four All-Stars third longest career in the history of baseball like it's not talking about these amazing things that he did as a pitcher let alone came back from a surgery that had never been done before to pitch 14 more seasons and never miss a start because of that elbow because of that operated on appendage that had never been done like that alone is amazing but now when you hear his name it's this it's this death deal everyone's like ah gotta get tommy john and and that's what's upsetting is that it'd be one thing at the professional level if that's all we heard about was professional pitcher gets Tommy John surgery. Great. That's part of it. You're a professional athlete. You're going to get injured more than likely, and it's how you deal with that and come back because everybody's going to get injured. That's part of the deal. But when our name is attached to something that's happening more in kids, just under 60% of Tommy John surgeries are between 15 and 19 years old, that's the part that makes us – sick to our stomachs, 
And that's why I call it the Tommy John solution in the book because we want to flip-flop and be here's the solution before the surgery. The word solution comes before surgery in the dictionary, and this will come before surgery if you apply it appropriately. Okay. Well, you know, and it's been a topic across the board, I think, in sports, and I guess life in general here uh, when it comes to a lot of specific injuries. But we'll stick within this sports realm here. Uh, sure. You know, whether it's you need the Tommy John surgery or you have a big issue in sports like concussions or yeah. something like knees, like ACLs, MCLs, all that, you know, you know, all the common injuries you hear about. Uh, well, first part of that, within your, what you do at the Healing Center and Tommy John Performance Center, is there a certain rise that you seek or a certain percentage that really is astronomical? And how much do you think has improved in all the research in recent years in terms of treating such injuries? So, specifically, I mean, honestly, there's more stress fractures, there's more concussions, there's more mental health uh, appropriate responses like anxiety and depression, but all coming from their youth sport experience. There's more knees and ankles um, than the Tommy John surgeries, per se, from what I see. Um now, I, I don't have data on it. I don't keep data on it. I'm just going with the last week. Uh, there was uh, two ACLs, one 9 and one 12 years old. That's surgery, ACL surgeries in a 9 and a 12-year-old. Something's wrong here. So here's what I think and what I've seen and what I've tested and applied. We're not any better. With all the technological advances and all the things we try to put in play to bring somebody back, it took Tommy John 12 years and one day, or excuse me, 12 months and one day to pitch successfully in a competitive game after that with rudimentary technology. It takes 12 to 16 months now. So speed of return isn't any measurable entity. It doesn't make any sense because if you come back faster than everybody but you last one year, that's not success. I'm not clapping for you on that, nor would I ever want a to invest in you if you're a professional athlete. The thing is coming back and not having to deal with it again. It's longevity. But repeat offenders and injury, that's, that's embarrassing if I'm a team or I'm a practitioner and I just have people constantly injured all the time because I'm doing things to lower symptoms. And here's what we got now. All the technological advances in rehabilitation and training are to get the person to do less. It's to get the person to feel better, pain management, Symptom management, which is literally like sitting in burning houses, throwing fire alarms out the window, where the fire alarm is an appropriate response from the body, but instead of figuring out where the fire is in the house, we collectively just go in and toss fire alarms out. And the body can only last so long before the house burns down. And that's what we're seeing now. So everyone's like, oh, we're coming back. We got this. PRP, we got injections, we got tape, we got massage, we got all these things, right, but how's that working out? Like, the person had a worse injury months later or years later or never came back or came back so fast and couldn't last, had to have the surgery again, or you're somebody like uh, Shohei Otani, Teixeira, um, 
couple other guys in the big leagues, just to keep it baseball oriented, where you have an injury to an ankle or a foot, and then it jumps up to the opposite quad, and then it jumps over to the opposite elbow. And it's like, okay, if they would have dealt with the ankle in the first place appropriately, how you're supposed to, instead of just quiet down his pain, it's not going to jump to the quad. It's not going to jump to his elbow. And now you've just sustained three very serious injuries because of one key one. And that's, that's the big culprit in our culture today. Nobody addresses previous dysfunction. Nobody addresses or takes an injury history seriously in athletic training, rehab, and sports and sports and conditioning, uh, excuse me, strength and conditioning. It's very much, uh, elbows are the problem, quiet down the elbow. What can we do to the elbow? Or the knee is the problem, what can we do to the knee? And when you start doing that with kids, whoa, now all of a sudden you have a 16-year-old presenting and I'm taking a history and their first, their first sign of dysfunction, well, yeah, I had, I had elbow pain at, when I was 10 years old. What'd you do about it? Uh, I took some over-the-counter, you know, anti-inflammatories. We did some therapy that it felt better. We came back and then this happened and then they blow their elbow six years later. But the body warns you at 10 years old, and you had recurring pain from 10, 12, 13, 14, and then all of a sudden the ligament goes. So I see that time in my next. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, when I was glancing through the book, because I haven't been able to read the whole thing yet, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but I found it interesting that you mentioned about an anti-inflammatory drug that you shouldn't take ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you explain that? But also, you know, because of what you're discussing there, can you discuss some of the smart ways we can work with our younger athletes to keep them healthier and eat healthier yeah. even when we're not around? Yeah. So let's think of the concept of an anti inflammatory. First of all, inflammation is the body's immune response to heal. Inflammation is triggered by the body when damage to cells occur. It's in order to create, it's the first step in healing. Inflammation, sometimes swelling, it brings in good uh, tissue building, you know, module, modulators, and then it takes out garbage. It brings in a ton of blood flow and then flushes it out. It creates a cast-like system, like a swelling where it stabilizes a joint while this, this imbalance kind of, kind of balances itself out. So inflammation is something that is absolutely necessary and appropriate. We know of it as a nuisance. Well, instead of looking at it as a nuisance, let's look at it why it's there in the first place. But if we take an anti-inflammatory, you are at the top of the chain preventing inflammation from occurring, therefore, you're lowering the healing response to get a response of pain less. I feel better, but you're not healing. And the most dangerous part of that is when you take an anti-inflammatory, those drugs aren't heat-seeking missiles. They don't go only to the point of what injury that you're conscious of. They eliminate the inflammatory process body-wide. So if you've got liver inflammation because you got some cell damage because for whatever reason, or you got some intestinal lining, you know, you got gut inflammation, you got all this inflammation that the body should have, you have now slowed down that process body wide. So one, 
in any human, we shouldn't, absolutely should not be taking this stuff, let alone kids. If kids are having pain, that is something you want to feel, know about, see if it's getting better or getting worse. Now, how can we, the second part of the question is, things that we can do to kind of help this process out. If it's a soft tissue injury and there's inflammation, let's say something happens. You, you, you rolled an ankle, swelling, bruising, bleeding. It'll probably happen on the bottom of the foot. It'll look grotesque, but that just means it's healing, and it's going to hurt. One, let it kind of calm down for about a day or so. Don't do anything. Just elevate it. Do not ice it because ice, again, prevents that inflammatory process and keeps blood out, so it slows healing as proven by the doctor who created the RICE protocol in the first place, rest, ice, compression, elevation. So let it calm down for a day. You can elevate it. After that day or so, when the bleeding has kind of subsided underneath and things have kind of started to heal moving forward, you want to move it. You want to start moving it as soon as possible. Now, that doesn't mean go for a run. You do whatever you're able to do, meaning if you've rolled your ankle and it's bad enough, I'm talking grade two, bad. Grade three is possibly surgery, although I've put people in positions to heal grade threes. But you can start to move the ankle, and it might be a couple centimeters of movement, but you want to move it. You want to move it, and you want to move it a lot. And so each day you're going to move it a little further and a little further and a little further and a little further. And here's something interesting to understand. The pain response, when your brain interprets a pain response, it triggers a level, a level of healing proportionate to that level of pain. So if we have a lot of pain, that means there's a lot of healing that has to happen. And so the brain needs to hear that. It needs to feel that. But problem is we go in and drug up and ice up and tape up and immobilize with all this stuff. Nobody could feel anything. And brain's like, all right, I, I get, uh, we're good. And then we never fully heal. And then we end up having that nagging injury. Oh, that nagging injury. I was a pitcher. I was a football player. I was, a, you know, whatever. And it's just anything chronic just means it's incompletely healed. It, it needs to finish. So there's that, that's one way to help um, that, that process moving forward. Because again, you want to help your body do what it's doing. And movement, elevation are going to be two, two key, key things. And then as soon as that pain subsides, that's when you want to move it even more and train it even harder because basic rules of rehab, you have to get a stimulus into the body greater than any stimulus that's created the injury in the first place. And that is not happening in this country. But would you... Uh Final question, because we gotta let you go. We know you're traveling mm-hmm. and all. But would you uh, be one to try to incorporate either a medical professional or nutritionist or whatever to have a good dietary involved with injury healing and prevention? Oh man, yeah, that that's that's huge. Because if you think about it, <clears throat> any basic injury. I mean, if you and I go about our day, the body breaks down. It needs material to build back up again. That material has to be gotten from the outside. That means from nourishment, from food. And so that, think about if you built a house with balsa wood, how good is that house going to be when the storms come or when, you know, an earthquake happens? No, that thing's going to tumble down. That's the deal. You want to set it with maple, concrete, brick, like 
galvanized nails, screws. I mean, you want this thing to be so resilient, and that's where the better choice foods come in. And I'm, I'm not pro any diet. I don't think there will be any diet that will ever work for, for, for long periods of time. If we're really sick, yeah, there's going to be elimination things that we could possibly apply. But for the majority of us, we all need good protein. We all need good carbohydrates. We all need good fats. How much of those? Well, the book, Every, oh, sorry, 